Welcome to the Under 8 Podcast, a daily college basketball podcast brought to you every weekday in under 8 minutes. At the time of recording, it is Wednesday, November 15th at 10.45 p.m. My name is Josh Doring. Josh Molnick's feeling a little bit under the weather, so he is not here tonight. On today's pod, Rutgers beats Georgetown at home. Princeton survives at Duquesne, and top 25 teams take care of business on the women's side. It's all right now on the Under 8 Podcast. Probably the biggest matchup of the day, at least on the men's side, Rutgers and Georgetown as the Gavit games continue. Rutgers getting a 71 60 win game was probably not even quite that close georgetown down 30 to 17 early did not have an assist for the first 15 or so minutes of this game ultimately did put a run together at the end of the first half to get back into the game make things a little bit interesting and then the wheels came off again in the second half it could have been 15 plus You got 21 turnovers for Georgetown, only six bench points for the Hoyas, and five of those came in garbage time at the end. So not a lot of production outside of those five starters, and none of those starters were good enough to compensate for the lack of bench production. On the other end of this, Rutgers, you've got this really balanced attack. Nobody had more than 12 points, plenty of guys in double figures bench contributions it was just clearly a situation where one team was better than the other one yes it helps Rutgers we got this game at home but this is the first sort of significant test for Georgetown see if you can bounce back from a disappointing loss and really the takeaway for me here is how much work Ed Cooley has to do with this roster and you always have the opportunity to turn things around quickly in this sport with the, the transfer portal and the way everything works now. But you also have to bring in the talent to do that. And you do bring in somebody like Jaden Epps, who has had some good moments, clearly talented, had a good season at Illinois, but is not making the difference Georgetown needs in order to change the conversation around this program right something has to be different from last season so far you have not seen that of course it's still early still very much believe it at Cooley it's just going to probably take some time because they weren't able to really revamp this roster the way they needed to Rutgers making sure things didn't spiral after that Princeton game get a win at home clearly the better team in this one looked like what you expect Steve Peichel's Rutgers to look like. 71-60, the Scarlet Knights prevail there. Second game, speaking of Princeton, Princeton gets a 70-67 win at Duquesne. Princeton leading most of this game five, seven, eight points, but Duquesne just would not go away. Cut the lead down a few times ultimately have it within one point at the end of this game, get a steal, have the ball with a chance to win. 
can't hit the shot, foul, Princeton converts a couple free throws to ultimately come away with that three-point win, 70-67. to I wanted to pay attention to this game, and Josh and I were talking about this yesterday as we were kind of preparing for this podcast and the games we found most interesting for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, interesting to see what Princeton does coming off of last season and what they did in the NCAA tournament. Also, this was just one of the better matchups of the day, full stop, with the way these teams have started the season. And now you're talking about a Princeton team that has two wins on the road over teams that, before their games tonight, were top 80 at Kempom, Duquesne and Rutgers. There's, a, I would assume Duquesne is probably going to fall below 80 once all of the games are factored into Ken Palm for tomorrow morning. But the point is the same. This Princeton team has two quality wins away from home already. Really excited to see what they can do in the Ivy League. This is a team that I'm not somebody who puts any significant amount of stock in NCAA tournaments. I just don't believe they carry over. There is so much chaos, so much randomization. I I just don't think it gives you any indication of what the next season is going to look like. And especially for a team that pulls an upset the way Princeton did. But this this is impressive so far. And I definitely am intrigued to see just how far this team can kind of take this run and whether you can get to a point where we're talking about them as a 12, 11, 10 seed somewhere in there, not just the automatic choir qualifier out of the Ivy, but a team that has a good enough resume that you're not talking about them as a 15 seed. You're talking about them as a team that you would not be surprised if they won their first round game, because so far they have put together again, we are very, very early, but Outside of the teams that have played these really high-profile games, your Champions Classics and such, they've got one of the best resumes in the country with those two wins. So Princeton squeezing by Duquesne 70-67. to 67. Last thing, plenty of top 25 action on the women's side and on the men's side. Texas was in control last I checked. That game has not finished yet. On the women's side, though, Top 25 teams taking care of business. Notre Dame absolutely demolishes Northwestern, 110-52. to Hannah Hidalgo, who's been absolutely fantastic early in her Notre Dame career. Another really good game, 21 points, 9-12 from the field, 6 rebounds, 6 steals, 5 assists. Casual, just stuffing the sat sheet. So really impressive from Hannah Hidalgo and the Fighting Irish. NC State, 90-35 to win over Elon backing up what they did against UConn. It's the fewest points they've allowed in almost three years. They allowed 34 against Washington State on November 27th, 20, sorry, almost two years. Allowed 34 points on November 27th, 2021 to Washington State. So very, very impressive performance there. And then a couple other ones, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Taking care of business, Oklahoma nearly doubles up Alabama State ninety-two or does double up Alabama State ninety-two forty-six. UNC nearly doubles up Hampton sixty-two thirty-two. So, not 
a lot to take away from these games. Obviously, you expect those ranked teams to win. They did just that and in impressive fashion, which really was the story on the women's side for me tonight. Notre Dame, Northwestern, excuse me, is a good program. And Notre Dame just blew their doors off. And then, you know, NC State, really good defensive performance. Most of these are getting into the nearly doubling scores or actually doubling scores territory. So very good night for the top 25 teams playing on the women's side. That's the Under 8 podcast for Wednesday, November 15th, recorded just before 11 p.m. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your shows and follow the Under 8 pod on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Thank you.